0: Kids Quest, praise the Lord everybody, glad to be alive, amen, I'm glad that I feel something moving in my soul here tonight, amen, tired bones, tired eyes, tired mind. I still feel Jesus in this place. Hallelujah. Amen. The old song says, I don't know what you came to do, but it says, I came to praise the Lord. And the Lord knows how tired you are, and he knows what you've been through this day or this week. Amen. And if all you can do is reach out with your right hand and go like this, the Lord knows knows if it's your best. Amen. I'm not here to judge your worship. Amen. But let him look down on you tonight and say, they're doing exactly what they can do in this place. And he'll show you. I feel his presence right now. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a good hand praise before we move into the scripture. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Old song says, if you can use anybody, Lord, you can use me. And that's all I'm asking him to do tonight is to use me to bless you. Praise the Lord. And maybe one of these days will be one of these young people that will feel the urgency to do this very thing. And uh, we know that, uh, you know, time marches on. Let's go to Joshua chapter number, um, I may not have written it down. Let's see. But I know where it is. I'll find it. Watch this. Now let's go to John chapter number 8. Then we'll get on back to it. John chapter 8 verse number 31 through 32. 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Praise the Lord. I want to talk to us tonight about the day truth came to town. Praise the Lord. You can be seated in Jesus' name. I don't remember if it was one of the first messages that I preached or taught here, but um, it was about Rahab's revelation. And so back we go. It's been long enough now that we could go right back to Joshua chapter number um, uh, six. We're moving on from uh, Rahab and, and progressing just a little bit into the uh, what transpired with the children of God as they were moving forward into victory. And uh, the verse number 1 of chapter number 6, it says, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given, unto thy, given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And today I want, I want to present to us as I stood over there and pondered what is going on in my mind. And, and I've been under a heavy load um, trying to prepare for tonight. Uh, mentally, spiritually, not necessarily physically. And that's why I didn't show up to work last night. And I appreciate everything you all did. I know, how, I know what this work entails because I've done it for years and years. But I stayed home and, and, and pondered and thought on the things of God, and a a little more than that. Praise the Lord. I am under a severe burden for a number of people that sit and call this place their church home. And I want to talk to you tonight about uh, the parallels between Rahab's vision for her life and and what is transpiring in your lives. Many of you sit here and you uh, have a complete understanding of what is going to happen in your life. You know Rahab, we all we, we know the story, but let's go back to it. I I I apologize for my vision these days, and I've got those other set of glasses. And I didn't bring them, but uh, Rahab knew that something was going down. She knew there was a major event fixing to take place that was going to affect her and her family. And we know that that these two. Uh, uh, witnesses came in to her or spies whatever you choose to call them and these men were snuck in there and they said we're going to stay at Rahab's house and she took them in against the current state of mind in Jericho. All Jericho's worried about is what are the people of God going to do And but she was the individual in that situation that grasped that that what seemed to be a problem to everybody else could be a solution for her. How many know that when the Spirit of God begins to move, it can either be a problem for you or it can be a solution for you? I, I, I choose today to, to, for, to allow the Spirit of God and the move of God to be a solution for me. Here's a woman that had a terrible past. I, I want us to know right now, the past is something that can be defeated. The past is something that can become, it can become as irrelevant as you want it to be. That goes for good and that goes for bad. And we're going to get into that scripturally later. How that a, a good person can go bad and a bad person can go good. And it's up to us to, to decide. I don't care what happened 20 minutes ago. I don't, I, let alone what happened 20 years ago. What I want to know is, is, have you made a decision to tie yourself to a victorious group of people that have been designated by the Lord God Almighty to bring victory into a certain area, a geographical area? Is, is, is that what we're going to do? Is that what we can see? Do we, do we perceive that? Can we conceptualize that? Or do we think that the same old things that have existed for years and years are just going to continue to stand as a monument? Let me tell you something, when the Spirit of God rolls into town, when the Spirit of God begins to move, waters begin to part, walls begin to fall. I know know it's Wednesday night, but I feel the Holy Ghost moving all over me, and I was afraid that it wasn't going to happen, but here it goes, folks. I'm here to tell you that if God be for you, no one can be against you. I don't care who's, who the mayor is. I don't care who the police chief is, and I certainly don't care what your family's past history is. When you begin to serve the Lord with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind and all your strength, it's going to bring a change to you that is undeniable. And I will tell you this, amen, in his presence there's fullness of joy. I'm here to tell you, serving the Lord is the only option we have that's worthwhile. Praise God. So she, they, they made the agreement with her. You let out this cord and get as many people in this house as you can. And everybody that's in here is going to be okay because we're, we're coming down on you. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm gonna tell Muncie, I'm gonna tell Delaware County, the Holy Ghost is coming down on you. It's coming, it's coming down on you. If you don't get in, you're gonna get you're gonna be left out. If if you if you don't swim with us, you're gonna to sink to the bottom. You know, you ever heard of the old Titanic? Well, there's a few people that escaped. Well, now I don't like to use the Titanic, but I want you to know this: that everybody that got on the ark. Survive the flood And everybody that didn't get on the ark Didn't survive the flood And it's that simple One way out One solution One God who's the father of all Who's above all And in you all and through you all And there's an old time preacher That came up out of Texas said I don't care if it hair lips every cow in Texas That's the truth Let all them Texan cows Go Amen with a little deformity but I will tell you this As we, as we can look into the word of God I'm going to go back to John chapter uh, 8 or 9 I can't remember which one it is specifically I, know I was in 8 but guess I, I'm going to steal another scripture that's real close to there And I think it is in chapter 9 Um. Nope, it's in 8 8, it's a long one, long chapter And he said Verily, verily, I say unto you That whoever committeth sin is a servant of sin And the servant abideth not in the house forever But the son abideth forever If the son therefore shall make you free You shall be free indeed I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which you have seen with your father. What he is defining is who you are determining is your lineage of victory. Do you know that because of Rahab's approach to the truth coming to town, she she eventually married a Israelite, and because of who she married, she was directly in line of the lineage of King David, and King David brought some of the greatest victories to the children of Israel that had ever been had, and in turn, she was in the lineage of Jesus Christ, and so somebody that everybody thought was nobody, turns out that she played a huge role in what was transpiring going forward in the kingdom of God. Alright, so we've, we know that Rahab had that revelation And we know that when the truth came to town That everybody that did not get on board Died Alright, so we go to Luke chapter number 16 Get on board I want to I tell you something The church is flying The church is moving the people of God are, are moving forward at such a rapid rate. I, I've, I have been uh, not in touch, but I've been in general following some people that are following, following falling behind. Um, I don't know, if, if and I know, I know that people don't like to, um, that we try not to say, well, this is that, you know, they're not up to speed, or, or they're this, or they're that. But it is time... That we recognize who is on the Lord's side. We need this revelation. We need this truth to be self-evident within us, so that we can understand. I'm not you. I, I feel. I feel you. you know you're. Well, you're gonna. You're gonna draw some lines here, preacher. I, I want to tell you something. You need the truth in you, and you need to be accepting of people who have the truth in them. And if they don't have the truth in them, you need to back away. Can can you say that again? Leave them alone. If they have not seen this truth, no one in this Bible was ever baptized in the Father, in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Ghost. No one was ever baptized. My pastor used to stand up, I can't I was thinking the other night how much money did he used to offer? He used to preach on the radio, but I can't remember if it was a thousand or ten thousand dollars. But back then that was that was some money. And nobody ever took him up. Nobody ever got the money because they could not prove that anyone in this Bible, this Bible, King James Version, this Bible right here that I have, and that is, is the most read book in the world. No one ever proved that anyone was baptized in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Ghost. In that book. I'm gonna tell you kids something right now. You need to get this deep down in your soul because the, the wind will come. Wind will come and say, Oh, they're are our brothers, they're our half-brothers. No, they're not our brothers at all. If they're not baptized into the body of Christ in the same name, they're not there's no half-brothers in this. It, it, you know what a half half-brother gets you? Just a lot of animosity. And I'll tell you why right now, because a lot of half brothers are sitting around thinking, why don't I feel as good as, as them people feel that believe in receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and and aren't against speaking in other tongues? And those people believe in being baptized in Jesus' name and separating themselves from the world in, in every possible way that we can think of. Do you know why we do this? Because it works. And I'm not going to let somebody sit around and nag on me because their life has fallen to pieces because they're living in disobedience to the word of God. I can't help it that you have not submitted yourself to the word of God. It's not up to me to bless you. It's that you're not looking for my blessing. You're not looking for my approval. And if you are, you're looking for the wrong thing. Amen. I'm looking for the blessing of the almighty God. I'm looking for the approval of the great God of heaven that he'll look down and say, son, you're doing the right thing in the right place at the right time with the right people. Praise the Lord. You think the Lord doesn't care where you go, what you do, what you watch, what you say, what you think? You are wrong. Just because you received the gift of the Holy Ghost that spoke in tongues 25 years ago does not give you a card to go around and do what you think you want to do and say what you want to say. That's right. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and say it. There's things we don't want happening in our church. And if need be, there are people we don't want to come to our church. I said it. You can, if you're going to come in here and make me worry about our, being alone with our kids, I don't want you to come to this church. Get out till you get your heart right. And it's up to us, as the saints of the living God, to create an environment that when those kind of people walk through that back door, all of a sudden the Spirit of God locks them down. Amen. And the Bible says, You can read it for yourself. My God, I. I didn't even look at it. But it said that the sinner shall not stand in the congregation of the righteous. I'm tired of people saying we got to make everybody comfortable. That's not working. Every great revival in the Word of God began with fear. Look at what happened in Jericho. They had heard that the people of God was killing everybody that got in their way. No. You sure? They was putting a stomp down on them. They was afraid. And guess what? Fear is one of the best motivators in the whole world. The fear of the Lord, the Bible says, is the beginning of what? Of wisdom. You'll get smart or you'll get in big trouble with the Lord. All right. We're covering a lot of ground fast on a Wednesday night Whew, Took off work two hours early It helps <laughs> Tricks of the trade Sometimes, amen Preaching on Wednesday nights way more than saving up my time for vacation Uh-huh that's right, I'll be all right, they got, I got plenty of time, I would just, I'll just take two hours less on my vacation, because preaching to you all and preaching to this county and getting the word out is way more important than me having a little more time somewhere, wondering whether, whether the turkey's coming to my left or the turkey's coming to my right, or whether the deer's sniffing and has smelled me or not, because that's what I like to do with my vacation time, Amen. And beach time. My wife is cho- has, the women have ganged up on me and chosen a vacation spot. And I didn't approve, but I'm going to cooperate. <laughs> Wisdom. Wisdom. Amen. <laughs> All right, Luke, <laughs> you guys didn't think I had a sense of humor, did you? <laughs> Took almost a year to find that out. I've got a sense of humor but i have a sense of urgency also i know you want to make it out of this world alive spiritually all right luke chapter number 16 this this plainly discusses what happens when people are prepared for the truth to come to town i i I have been wrestling with this for quite some time. And I've asked the Lord, I said, Lord, and I've said it, I've told the Lord plainly, Lord, I feel like, there, I feel like death is hovering nearby. I'm not going to, you guys, there's nothing you can do about it. We do walk in the valley of the shadow of death. Don't ever think you don't. Don't ever think you don't. We live near State Road 67 between Muncie and Daleville. And I mean, for a, for, for a, t- a time there, a period of time, it seemed like every time we turned around, we were driving past a devastating accident that involved fatalities. And uh, But we, we definitely live in the valley of the shadow of death. You may not have known anybody that passed away this week, but I guarantee you that somebody did. All right, so there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. Luke 16 and verse number 19, if I didn't. Say that. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, desiring to be fed with the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. It's not a pretty sight. One guy's got it made, and the other guy is just trying to get by. But we know the story. It all changes in a moment's time And it came to pass that the beggar died Guess what, there's no difference between the beggar and the rich When they die, they're going to die They're going to leave this old world You're not going to stay here It's appointed unto man once to die And if you don't die physically, you need to die spiritually So you don't have to die spiritually Amen Amen all right, desiring to be fed with the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table, moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass, the beggar died. Amen. Truth comes to town one day. You, can't, you cannot avoid it. You can charge your way out of things. I, I'm dealing with a guy right now. He and I are semi-friends, and he's inherited, looks like an estate in Kentucky, and he's dealing with the, And but they passed away. They know where their real reward is. Reward is now. And then, it came to pass, a beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom, and the rich man also died and was buried. And truth comes to town. It's all sorted out in a moment's notice. And this is what I've been revel, uh, 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 wrestling with: that everybody is going to have a revelation. Of everything they should have done or want to do at some point in time Amen Rahab was a busy woman She was industrious She knew a lot of people, she knew a lot of secrets But she recognized when the truth was coming to town that things were going to change Well this rich guy said I'm going to trust in my uncertain riches Which somebody mentioned that here just recently that, That we should not trust in uncertain riches and in hell he lift up his eyes being in torment and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Now here's, here's where we go. Remember I talked about people that the half-brothers that are jealous of people's walk with God and people's spiritual blessings. Well guess what that jealousy doesn't end when the man's in hell. He wants what Abraham uh, what uh, Lazarus has in Abraham's bosom. And he's realizing the value of walking close with the Lord and being in in the control of, controlled by the Lord in his eternal place and destiny. In hell he up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried, and he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. So for anybody who doesn't believe in hell, amen, it's time to change your tune. Time to just get it through, just get it out of your system. I don't care who's modernized it. I don't care what they've said. There's a, a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Don't think there isn't because it says so in the Bible. And he, he look, he seeth Abraham far off Lazarus. And he says, send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime did receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, there is, there is a great gulf fixed, so that, so that they which pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, big revelation." The Rahab revelation, it's in the New Testament too. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house. He said, look, I wouldn't let him in my house back when he was living. Stay outside. You ugly. You sick. You poor. But now guess what? Everything's changed. Get him in the house. Get him in the house. Let truth, back. Let truth back in my house. But we've got an issue. We've got a problem. We've got heaven's great design. We've got the great God of heaven standing in the way. And what is he telling him? He's telling him, no can do. I don't know, I don't know how many of you in here tonight are hearing the Lord tell you no. I know for a fact that there are people under the sound of my voice that are hearing the Lord tell you, no. I want you to do something about that. I want you to listen to him. Stop asking the Lord to do things that he does not want to do and he has no intention of doing and humble yourself before him and do what this the mystery is unlocked right here in these scriptures. And he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou would send him into my father's house. For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. There is no way around it. There will always be men of God that speak the word of God to people to help them in their salvation. There, I, I can't even I can't even uh, think. Of, I've not studied it out enough. But there's a uh, there's a group of people and they send them to Ball State and they're nice dressed young men and they go around. And they try and convert it in the Mormons. Try to get everybody to. To to accept what they believe, and and I've I've delved into it just a little bit, and some of the things that the original guy had revel, quote unquote revelation about about how that I don't even I hesitate to even say it from from this pulpit because it's so irrelevant. There's nothing there's nothing new. You're gonna hear a real man of God, or you're just gonna be in big trouble. I did. Oh. It's true. You're going to listen to a real man of God or you're going to be in big trouble. Just because they got a big TV audience and they got all their hair and they got a big jet airplane. That's not why I listen to them. I don't listen to them because they got a new pickup truck. I don't listen to them because they got a pretty wife. I don't listen to them because their kids are well-dressed or athletic or musically talented. I listen to people because they're on fire for God. Amen. Let me tell you something. Everybody that's on fire for God sounds the same. They talk the same. They act the same. They're excited about what the Lord's doing in the world today. They're excited about people being born again of the water and the Spirit. Because there's nothing better. All heaven rejoices when one sinner repents. I don't care who walks down the aisles tonight. I want to be excited when somebody's here to say, I'm I'm ready to get right with the Lord. Amen. I don't care how many sores they've got on them. I don't care how many tattoos. I don't care how long or how short their hair is. I don't care whether their clothes match or not. When they say, I'm here to touch the hem of the garment of the one. Hallelujah, who knocked down the walls of Jericho. Amen, I'm, I'm ready to get with it. Praise the wonderful name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, as, as people who are well-versed in the things of God. And many of you here today have been around this thing a long time. Amen, it's just as exciting tonight as it ever has been in my life. I have become... More and more enthralled with the the hand of God and with the way he is working today in 2023. And Abraham said unto him, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, nay, father, Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto them, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one Rose from the dead I want to I I tell you something today Don't be looking for some big Asteroid type thing to happen Don't be looking for no big sign Don't, don't be sitting there in your chair and say Lord if you'll make that exit sign Fly off that wall and go back over in that corner. I'll believe that you're real and that you're going to do something. Because this little old skinny ball-headed preacher is here to tell you that when you do what the folks did in the Bible and do it the way they did it, you'll have the exact same results they have in the Word of God. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Yes. So there's, there's a couple steps I wrote down that Ahab, uh, Rahab went through. Not Ahab, Rahab. Big difference, ain't there? She recognized the truth. She admitted it. These people got something going on. Woo! Thank God I've got something going on in my life. Thank God I can feel the Holy Ghost surge through my body. Thank God I speak in tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. Thank God I can see clearly through the smoke and mirrors that our generation is trying to throw up all around us. Amen. The old saying is, I'm a fool for Jesus. Who's fooling you? Uh, You ain't never heard that? Who's fooling you? Amen. I'm a fool for him. I love Him. I want to feel Him in every service. I want to feel Him from the first note that's played on the, on the keyboard. I want to feel Him from the first beat of the drum. I want to feel Him from the first word that Brother Bailey says or, or Sister Mercedes sings. I want to feel the Lord all the time. Because if God is in me, then I should feel like He is in me. Hallelujah. Man, my God, some of you just need to admit... That has been a long time since you took a since you got immersed in the Holy Ghost, Amen. Because I can tell by watching you in church, you don't know what it's like to get free in the Holy Ghost. And I know if you're not doing it here, you're not doing it at home. And so if you want to have a good life, you better learn how to have church wherever you are. Amen. A couple of years ago, the last time I last time I got to hunt in one of the best places in Delaware County, I wish I could take you there. Anybody here else here a deer hunter besides you? Whoop, one, two. Hey Amen. We used to hunt up on Eaton Wheeling Pike, and I was up there, and the wind was blowing very strongly. I mean, shoo, shoo, shoo. And that's usually, man, you just might as well pack it in and say, okay, deers, one, Greggie, zero. But I stood up there, and I began to sing, oh, Lord, have mercy. I began to sing to myself on my deer stand. I, I said, the wind is blowing again, just like the days of Pentecost. The wind is blowing again and the Holy Ghost surged all over me right in the deer stand. I'm not waiting to get to church. My God is a God. He's a God of Ball State University. He's a God on Pugsley Road. Anywhere I want, I can feel the power of God. Let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost feels good at work. The Holy Ghost feels good at home. The Holy Ghost feels good in my barn, and the Holy Ghost feels good at church. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Amen. You get more of the Holy Ghost in your home, it'll change your home. Amen. Your walls will start falling right in your own house. Amen. Them devils that have been build up some thick things right there in your home. Amen. Get to work worshiping God. And watch the walls fall. Watch the quote unquote the paint melt. And you're going to say, I got a funny story about that. One time we were working with some people trying to get them on fire for God. And we went to their house. And when we got to their house, I sat down and I looked on the wall, and it had been spray painted. And not all of it had been spray painted. And she looked at my wife and she said to her, she says, What do you think about my paint job? Am I... Now I'm here to tell you. Let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost will change how you look at colors. Oh, know, oh we got on a big one right there, didn't we? It will change how you decorate. Your house. Your body. Your car. That's what the Holy Ghost does. You won't be taking a black can of spray paint and spray about 25% of your wall and look like it was graffiti. She had a problem. She needed to be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I went in a building over on 12th Street one time and I got to looking up and I was like, what in the world is this? Well, come to find out, they had decorated the, the building based on what they did. I wondered why there were mattresses on the floor. Yeah, looking back on it, what was I doing there? It was for sale. I was looking at it. Amen. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. When you got the Holy Ghost in you, you'll, you'll make sure you're sleeping in the right spot. You won't make your bed just anywhere. Your bed will be holy. Your house will be holy. Your mind will be holy. Your body will be holy. Praise the Lord. I guarantee you, Rahab wasn't accepting no customers once she talked to the witnesses or the spies and put the scarlet thread out. Everything was all done. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on deliverance. I'm waiting on getting out of here because I know these walls are going to fall, and I want to make sure I'm on the winning side. All right. She recognized the truth. She protected the truth carriers. very important principle here. Don't ever, don't ever go against anyone who's telling the truth. Never. The Bible says, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. And you can go on down into, I think, I think it's in John 9. I didn't quite find that one scripture I was actually looking for, but the ones we read were good. And it said, if you're going to offend one of these, it's better that you tie a millstone. I hate to tell you this, folks, don't mess with me. Don't mess with me because I won't mess with you. You know why? Because I'll be praying for you. I'll say, Lord, take care of them. Hey, Amen. I got I, All I got to do is hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battles. And victory shall be mine. Amen. I know it's Wednesday night, but it don't feel like it. All right, protect the truth carriers. You may know that it's not going to turn out well for everyone. But when it comes to saving your soul, you're going to have to save yourself. Sometimes, it's not that we want to. Sometimes you have to let people do what they want to do. You know what they say about a drowning person. You can have all the best intentions in the whole world. But unless you go out there and knock them out, they'll pull you down. Young people, watch out who you try and help. Let me tell you the best thing you can ever do to them. Is say, if you want to have a good life, just follow me. You want to be full of the Holy Ghost? Follow me You want to get away from all that stuff? Follow me Because even Paul said "I Follow me as I follow Christ he, Friends he did not run after Demas Saying hey boy Look how much I invested in you Hey where are you going? He didn't say get back over here All we know is he said Demas hath forsaken me Having loved this present world Let me tell you what happened to Demas' world It crumbled and it fell. I can tell you tonight from the bottom of my heart, after being around truth all my life, quote unquote, amen, that I have seen a lot of people make shipwreck of some perfectly good lives. And I'm here today that no matter what my life is right now, I'm here to improve it. I'm here to walk closer to the Lord and receive a greater revelation of what serving God is about. Four, not less is the answer anybody anybody knows that if you're going to really get into something you'll end up tweaking it I think about you know bodybuilders and some of the guys are big when they start why do they even pump an iron one time I don't know but they want to get bigger they want to get better They want to get prettier. And away they go and they do a good job of it. Some of them. Yeah. It ain't me. I am here to say that if people are willing to do that for a good physique, what should we be doing? Ronnie Coleman said he ate one free meal a year where he ate what he wanted to the rest of the time. I forget his exact size. He was like 300 pounds. and I mean, he was just a monster in his day and, and still technically is. But one time a year, listen to me. This, there's, there's a lesson to be learned in this. One time a year, he sat down to a meal and ate whatever he wanted. And I forget what it was, but it was something, you know, cheeseburger and fries. One time. Time a year, but the rest of the time, it was, I don't know what them guys eat. Protein, eggs, boiled eggs, cooked eggs, tuna, fish, whatever. You guys can look it up. It's all online. And that, yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's not a real exciting diet. But one time a year, he said, I'm going to sit down and enjoy what I've worked for. The difference between a bodybuilder and somebody who wants to be a saint of God. And wants to be in the Lord's army is this. You can work at it all year long. And you can work at it an entire lifetime. And you still don't get to do what your flesh wants to do one time. This is an all the time thing. And every day it's get up in the morning and think about it. It's go to bed thinking about it. Hoping I dream about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the way I like to serve the Lord. Amen. And let me tell you, i go ahead and tell the young people this. You know, the Lord's preserved me in many many ways, many times, but a couple times has been this. Get this. He let me dream that I sinned, a sin that I've never done. And I felt in that dream, I felt the condemnation. I felt the pain as if, as if I had literally done the sin. And I wake up and say, oh, Lord, please. Please, Lord, please, Lord, keep me. Please, Lord, i got to stay on the straight and narrow. Please, Lord, I don't want to go down that path because I know when you're disappointed with me, we've got a real issue here. So, Lord, help me and keep me on the straight and narrow because I want to make heaven my home. Amen. And you say, well, I don't want no dreams like that. If it will keep me from doing the real thing, Lord, let me dream a dream. Of what it's like to sin before you and have to make things right. Praise the Lord. Protect the truth carriers. Number three, get as many as possible into the truth. She got as many as she could into the house. Amen. I I broke a sweat on Wednesday night. and That's all right with me. Amen. So get as many as you can into the truth. Because once you realize how powerful the truth is and what's invariably going to happen. This is part of the revelation. That once people step over, they don't get to come back and make things right. Amen. Can't remember, Ronnie, what was that guy's name? Coleman, correct. Ronnie Coleman, he could could take one meal off. And the next day, next week, he could work it out of his wouldn't it be nice if we could work all that cholesterol out of our system? He get. Forgive me for doing this, but one time I looked at a magazine and the guy they showed the guy before and after he on his workouts, and he didn't really weigh much different, but he sure looked a lot different. Amen. So he could work it out of his system. Yeah, maybe maybe that one meal put a little goo around the, around I don't know around his ankle or something. And then over the next week, he'd say, i would work on my ankles. And he'd get all that goo off there. Hey, man, he'd look in the mirror, do all this, and he'd say, oh, i got to work that off. But when it comes to the things of God, you may not get a chance to work off what you've done wrong. Amen. All right, get as many as possible into the truth, into the house of safety. And then, fourth and final thing that she did that was outstanding, I've already mentioned it. Once she was freed from Jericho, she integrated herself completely into the free people that God Had the Lord on their side This is a problem A lot of people See what God can do A lot of people Experience what the Lord can do But they still Do not completely Separate themselves From their old Life She married an Israelite They had a child she said, I, not only am I done, not only do I want to escape this. A lot of people go come through those back doors and they'll say, Lord, solve all my problems. And a lot of problems can be solved through self-control. Yes. Amen. Amen. You can't quit smoking on your own. You can beat some things on your own. But if you want complete victory and you want to build a legacy for your children and for your family, you have to completely... Separate yourself and completely immerse yourself in what the Lord is doing. And then you'll find out that you are truly in the family of God. Let's go to Revelations. I'll have to give me a second to dig it out. Verse number 1, Revelations 1 and 1, excuse me. There it is, verse number (laughs) 9. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him, verse number 1 to show unto his servants which must shortly come to pass. Shortly come to pass. Unique phrase. All right, down to verse number 9. It said, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and in the patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, John is not in a good place. He is in punishment, but he said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last and what thou seest, write it in book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, amen, saying, I'm going to tell you some stuff and I want you to get everybody on board that you can get on board. Because in spite of the fact that they had tried to kill him, with, as far as I know, according to history, they had put him in, in boiling oil or burning oil. He, they couldn't kill him. And so they said, let's just put him out here. And they put him on the Isle Patmos. It was not good. It was not easy. But he said, I'm not turning back. What he do through all that? He continued to seek the Lord. Let's stand tonight. I know that I've covered some ground, I know I've bent some nails, cut some wood, <clears throat> jarred some teeth, I hope I haven't chipped any of your teeth, there's nothing like a chipped tooth, as I know last, sometime last year I chipped one, no fun. I'm not here to abuse anyone. I don't need to abuse anyone. But I am here to help you keep from abusing yourself. I'm here to present truth that will help you escape the snares of the enemy. We hear all the truths that we teach our children. Don't play in the street. Don't play with snakes. We We know there's pretty much no... Even a garden snake will will bite at you. Leave him raccoons alone. Tie your shoes. Brush your teeth. Comb your hair. Study. Save your money. We tell so many things. And we do so much to help our children and other people's children and other people through life. It is my job as a minister of the gospel to help you in your spiritual walk with the Lord. And if Ronnie Coleman can take one meal off after all his training and he can work work his way out of it, the only way I can explain it is, folks, at any given time, we may step out of this world and we cannot take the chance that we have eaten the wrong thing, that we've been with the wrong people, that we've been spray painting the wrong things. The wrong color worried about things that don't matter to the Lord amen Rahab had her mind connected John had his mind connected and if we want to be connected to these people that's what we're trying to do we're trying to create a direct line between us from Abraham all the way down through us to the return of the Lord then we're going to have to do what they've done. And they said, I don't care about anything but saving my soul. Praise the Lord. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Amen. I'm going to ask you a few quick questions. Is there anything that you value more than being saved? If there is, it needs to go. Is there anything that you value more than doing God's work? It needs to go. I've been on the search in my life and the Lord's exposed something to me this week. And it's got to go. It's got to go. There's got to be a change made. Hallelujah. Let's seek the Lord together. Right now, let's just pray right where we stand. Lord, we've heard so many things tonight. I know that we've covered a lot of ground. A lot of it applies directly to my life and the experiences that I've had. But if it can help anyone else. Amen. Paul, wins. Realize it.